0: all right welcome to a silver lined relaunch and oh everyone when i first met this guy his story and you know i've heard a lot of stories his really impacted me to to such a degree that even when we Opened up this conversation, I um, I pretty much dumped everything that I've been going through in the last <laughs> in the last few weeks on him without, you know, even like, hey, how's it going? Well, you really want to know, so I feel like I've known this guy, and I probably have in many past lives, but I want to introduce everyone, Matthew Pites, and it is a very very special show that we have planned for you today. One that there's a lot of. A lot of emotional reckoning that will come and just by listening to his his words, his words of wisdom, his relaunch, his silver linings, I think you will have a tremendous amount to take away. This episode is brought to you by the Fired Up Entrepreneur Program. And this is a program that we are so proud of. The results have been downright remarkable and we want to invite you... To get a glimpse of what it is like inside this program, by inviting you to participate in the Business Boot Camp, which is a five day free event, and get involved with this because the pearls that we're gonna be sharing each and every day are going to be the foundation for allowing you to make money, keep the money. Grow the money and strengthen not only your business but also yourself. So please take advantage of this and join us at our next boot camp. You're listening to the Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. So Matthew, welcome to a Silver lined relaunch. So happy you're here.
1: Hello, hello. Um, Thank you. Uh, I'm sure everyone says this because it's true, which is it's an honor to be here. and no, I'm I'm excited. I have no idea where this is going to go today. And that brings me a lot of joy uh, because it's these conversations and, you know, they are that just as life, they're an adventure. So I'm excited to see, uh, see what we create.
0: I love it. Well, as I always open up the show, I always ask for you to talk about the most significant relaunch. And I know your significant leads into many, many, many others. And so I'd love to start with kind of, yeah, take deep breath and <laughs> and let's open up the vault and huh? t- share, share for those that don't know you, share with them who is Matthew.
1: Well, um, I'm still getting to know who Matthew is, uh, but I can share some things that he's been through. Um and you're absolutely right. My mind goes to a couple different places. Um, so I'm just gonna trust what comes up first. Mm-hmm. Uh and also prove how fun I can be at parties. <laughs> Cause we just go there right away. So uh my girlfriend always asks, like I'll come back from you know getting a you know a drink or using the restroom at you know to party a restaurant and come back with new friends and know their whole story and she's like you were gone for literally 67 seconds like why are you both already crying <laughs> <I was laughs> like, well
0: hence the fact that i opened up our <laughs> call with like all right let me just tell you what's going on in my yeah. life i mean so serious. here it is
1: <laughs> um but with that like it's uh you know one of my i would say my most significant relaunch um you know i just recently turned 37 so this would have been um you know, early thirties, 31, 32 ish, I would say it was, um, but it started on ground uh, at the ground floor where, um, there was a morning that I almost committed suicide on a drug crash. Um, and I say almost because the ways, the way in which I would have done it, um, I'm willing to guarantee it wouldn't have been an attempt, uh, because I had a loaded 45 caliber handgun in my lap at the time. So um, to say that I would have walked away from that had I attempted would probably be a stretch. Um, But I came within, I would say three pounds of pressure of making the ultimate uh, mistake, the ultimate decision. And uh, without just immediately jumping into all of the things that led up to that morning, um, I I would like to start with the two things that I learned from that morning. Um, and that was first that I didn't want my life to end. I wanted my life as I knew it to end. And I didn't know another way. That's
0: right. so profound. You didn't, you didn't want your lifetime, but you didn't want the life that you were leading.
1: Mm-hmm. Point. I yeah. wanted it to end. And at the mm-hmm. time I often say, I didn't know another way, but I'm also going to call BS on that. Right. And this is a recent, uh, realization, uh, because I did know another way, but I was afraid, right? Which brings me to the second thing I learned, which was that uh, if I was willing to go as that far, if I was willing to go as far as I had, then I no longer had the luxury of fear. And what I mean by this is that I could no longer be more afraid of my truth than I was my own death. I can no longer be more afraid of my reality, my goals, my dreams, um, my potential, than I was uh, putting my mother and my sister and uh, my my partner Allison through that morning because they were they they were in all on a three-way call during the breakdown. So you can imagine if if you're a parent uh, listening to this or you know have a sibling that you're extremely close to or obviously a partner, what it must feel like if you were on the other side of a call,
0: mm.
1: having no idea where your person was, only knowing the state that they were in and that they had access to the ability uh, to make the ultimate decision and it could be done in a blink of an eye. And yet you were just left on a phone call.
0: Like, as, as a mother right now, of three, <laughs> Just what you're saying, it like gives me that, that sickening feeling in my stomach. Just, mm-hmm. you know, even thought of having a call like that, where you're just, you're hearing, you, you said something really interesting about fear. Mm-hmm which is a unique spin because when I discuss fear, it's the, what you're really afraid of is something that hasn't even come to fruition yet. Right. Mm -hmm. It's out there, but it, it hasn't happened. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So as you were, are facing what you're going through, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: what, what was the real, what, what snapped you back?
1: Handedly in that moment, like I said, I was in an altered state due to drug use the prior night um, and a multitude of other things, but um, to be very raw in my experience, it was that I knew in that moment, even in that altered state, one harsh reality, and that was I could always make the decision to end it. You can always make that decision.
0: Each and every one of us can.
1: Always, at any moment.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But when you make that decision, there's no coming back. So for me, what it was is, if I have the ability to always make that decision, then why give up? If I can always do it, but if I do it, I can never come back. Then no matter how bad it gets, I could always make that choice. Right.
0: But interesting that even in your altered state, Mm -hmm. you had the awareness that if I do this, I can't come back.
1: Oh, did I tell you that I had been studying psychology and pursuing my licensing and researching all the tools and stuff, and yet still was in that level of pain and struggle and uh, all of that part? That's a uh, because that's the other half of that story. Is I yeah, was already I, pursuing I was my professional hey life.
0: Most, yeah, most people
1: yeah.
0: aren't don't don't have that you know in that state the yeah. ability to do that, and so yeah. yeah. I, I can appreciate that having a degree in psychology as well. Mm-hmm. And when you really start to unpeel, like, you know, peel back the onion mm-hmm. and start to take the layers off, it can scare the royal shit out of you, right? Huh.
1: <laughs> uh, and thank you for permission to curse.
0: <laughs> so, I no,
1: I mean, it's, and there's a lot of things that we can go into on, on this, uh, shortly if you wish, but you know, that's the, I was, I built a life on appearing as if,
0: hmm.
1: right. Like I, I created the entire life on a line of credit and that credit, I use that as a, as a metaphor here because that line of credit in this conversation was my potential. As long as, I, what I learned how to do, right? Was um, convince others of what I knew was possible if I really wanted it. While being extremely terrified of the responsibility required to follow through
0: so in other words mm-hmm. you could feel that down deep there was something that you were supposed to do but it scared mm-hmm. it scared you mm-hmm. and you were at that you know awakening moment even though you were in a state mm-hmm altered state of, you know, not really thinking clearly, you were able to determine, but you based it around knowledge that you didn't even know you had, but you were studying this, right? You were understanding, you're becoming aware of it. But you had said, um, our last time we talked, which was supposed to be a short conversation, it turned into <laughs> a very long conversation with lots of, you know, lots of nuances, you know, mm-hmm. below. But you had said that some of this had really been deep seated from when you were young Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and in studying all of this, you you started to find there was a connection because for so many people, they they feel lost and they're not able to connect the dots. Mm -hmm. They don't understand it. You had this sense after you had, educated yourself to some degree on this. Can you talk about how you started to tie all of this together with your childhood?
1: Absolutely. And I'll, I'll start this by saying, you know, again, what I do in a professional sense is, you know, my background is in psychology. What I focus on primarily is early childhood survival patterns and root cause emotional trauma. And what I, what that actually means is understanding the experiences and the environments in which you were raised and how they may be affecting you as an adult. And as you know, I use the word may because, uh, to be PC, but it's how they're you know, it's absolutely affecting you as an adult. Right? And for anyone that's listening that is curious about what I mean, when I say survival patterns, look at it as um, uh, we can call it a comfort zone, right? So it's how we respond when we begin to exit our comfort zones right? We often use the term sabotage for those moments, right? But a sabotage is not a weakness. It's not brokenness. It's not a sign that you're inferior or not good enough. All a sabotage is, is your body, your nervous system, quite frankly, recalibrating you back into your comfort zone. So it's bringing you back to what is most familiar because what is familiar is predictable and what is predictable is safe
0: and the, even
1: if it's not what's best
0: and the subconscious is always going back to what is safe
1: what is safe yep. survival yep. right your your nervous system does not give one damn about your dreams about your purpose about your vision about the blue check on your social media about what you what's in your brain it does not care right its only concern is your actual survival in every given moment right and the trick is it doesn't care about tomorrow's survival it only cares about this very moment, right? Because if this moment doesn't happen, then what's tomorrow? Right. So this you know is what's why really
0: interesting before you mm-hmm. go on, most mm-hmm. people think of sabotage and especially, you know, self-sabotage mm-hmm. is something very, very weak and it's very negative. And you're saying, hey, it's not a weakness.
1: It's a highly effective and we'll call it brilliant pattern of survival. It's proof that your body, it, your biology, your nervous system is functioning highly. Like it's, uh, it's working as it's supposed to. Congratulations.
0: Mm, everyone You're hear healthy. that working as it's supposed to you. So all this self-sabotage and it's, you know, keeping me from doing what I'm supposed to. Well, the answer is, yeah, it's keeping you safe. Yeah. You're in that safe ground.
1: You're there's so many things we're going to pack here. Right. And basically what we are is we're a primitive being operating in a modern society, right? It's, it's the equivalent of if it, <laughs> the world's operating on what is it? iOS 14 at the, the time of this conversation and your nervous system is uh, two cans and a string, right? It's only interest is direct communication right? That's it. But we're operating with all these other influences and, and, you know, stimuli and, you know, cultural expectations. Everyone's now
0: like, whoa, where's this going? So I'm going to take it back now. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to go back to childhood. My story. Yes. And, and something very significant happened Mm -hmm. when you were a small boy.
1: Absolutely. So I digress. And where all this stems from, uh, it starts back when I was around the age of five um, where I experienced sexual abuse from an older male for about six years of my childhood. And what I mean by sexual abuse is quite literally, there's no two things that men can do with one another physically, sexually that I did not experience by my sixth birthday. Mm -hmm. Right. And I don't say that to be aggressive. I say that to be honest. I say that to say that, um, it it's clearly i'm in the moment as i'm speaking about this um, um
0: i can see it in your face
1: the the thing that i always knew was true is it's my story but it's not about me right and if there's anything that i'll say before i go any further cuz this gets layered is that the intention behind sharing this, these details to this degree um, is that, you know, I share my story for those who are still afraid to share their own, right? My story is not for those who it will shock. My story is for those who believe no one else understands. Right. And in that, so sexual abuse for about six years of my childhood moving forward, Um, You know, my story includes everything from uh, struggles with sexuality, uh, struggles with substance abuse, cocaine specifically, um, alcohol obviously was involved, um, and struggles with self-worth where I actually believed for a large degree of my early adult life that my intention, my whole purpose on this planet was to be a physical experience for other people. Uh, So much so that I eventually even became an escort. So these topics, again, uh, this was my reality all while appearing as if, you know,
0: I I
1: had it all together. I was, I mean, it's, it's why like if there's anything they can say, it's like, uh, well, actually if I may just pose a question instead of a statement. So in your opinion, What would you say is a more powerful strategy in creating a life you're proud of? Appearing perfect or recovering quickly?
0: Hmm. Yeah. Okay. You're talking to you're talking to me who has this Mm -hmm. show. It's Mm -hmm. all about it's the recovering. It's oh God, I just I I I look at you and I'm like, my my heart right now is (laughs)
1: oh, yeah. yeah. recovery.
0: It's the bounce back. It's the ability, the resilience mm-hmm. that, you know, you from age five had to create.
1: Mm-hmm. And for any of us, no matter what the circumstance, you know, when we, you know, human beings, we are designed to connect, but we're conditioned to impress. Mm-hmm. If I impress you enough you will like me, you will accept me. And if I'm accepted, because again, human beings are pack animals. If I'm accepted, I'm safe. Right. So our intention,
0: you'll have the connection at that point.
1: Right. But the truth is no one. And I do literally mean no one can relate to success.
0: Well, each person has a different definition of success too. Mm -hmm.
1: And let's even take this a step further and let's say you and I jump on this call and all we did was talk about all the trophies we've collected and the blue ribbons that we've won and the amount of money that we've earned and the life that we live and the people we know and the cars we drive and all these things. Right. And let's even say that all of in all of those details, our lives were exactly the same. Same money, same car, same win- all this stuff. Would you feel connected or would you feel competition?
0: I would say it would be compet, you know, competition. I think people go right for that
1: 100%. Right. (laughs) Oh, you have this much money. Well, let me make this much more. Absolutely. Right. You have this car. Well, let me get that car. Right. So it's this
0: keeping up with the Joneses. I want, you know, yeah. I think that when you can finally take a step back, that. Mm -hmm what you want and what you are aiming for in your life mm-hmm. shouldn't be about what somebody else has. Because when you get there, your level of fulfillment will be, you'll be unfulfilled because it's not what you wanted. It's what someone else did.
1: Mm-hmm. It's uh, performance based mm-hmm. approval, yeah. right? Which that goes back to our childhood right? and our biology. But uh, before I take us down a different rabbit hole, let me complete this thought in saying that, you know, no one can relate to success, right? Because even if we achieve the same successes, we will see one another as competition, right? Now, success, like competition is healthy, right? It's inspiration, it's motivation, it's challenges, there's growth in pursuing it. It's a very healthy uh, thing, you know, to a degree. But if what we're seeking is connection, then it's... uh, It's good to understand that if we cannot connect to success, none of us, past, present, or future, no matter your cultural background, heritage, gender, none of this stuff, right? Then what is the universal human language? It's struggle.
0: My grandmother would have called it divine discontent.
1: Oh, okay, grandma. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's that's what I grew up with. (laughs) Love,
1: love. Okay. I see it. Um, No, this is beautiful, but you're absolutely correct. And so is grandma in that, you know, it's struggle that bonds us. Right now, it's important to also understand that there's a difference in. uh, So struggle is not context. Right. It's not circumstance. Right. And what I mean by this is we as human beings, we're emotional creatures with the ability to express logic. We are not logical creatures with the ability to express emotion. Mm-hmm. right so right so what this means is emotions run the show and then we try to make it make sense right so i if do
0: i do believe that we can control our thoughts you mm-hmm. can control your emotions
1: mm-hmm. and it's a practice it's a skill yeah. you have right?
0: to well you have to first learn to control your thought so that mm-hmm. you can then understand the emotions that follow without a doubt, creating your beliefs when they're repeated over time, right? And that's what was going through your head when you were a young boy.
1: Absolutely, right? And there's, so when it so when it comes to struggle really quickly, because again, I want to go on so many different tangents, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is why you're a phenomenal host because you're like, okay, come back, <laughs>
0: bring <them> back. <laughs>
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting out there. Um, and, and, you know, so, but to close this loop for any of the listeners right now, you know, how we connect through struggle is understanding that, you know, for instance, uh, well, let's speak to in, the in, feeling insecure, right? Insecurity. Right. So what may cause you to feel insecure may be different than what causes me to feel insecure. But we both know exactly how it feels to be insecure. Right. So, our struggle, the connection is in understanding how the other person, what their experience is, not what's causing the experience or creating it. Right. We often get so caught up in the context of our story that we miss the ability to connect. Right. So,
0: to make sure that everyone's following, I want to clarify that. We could both be in the same exact situation, and the interpretation that I have versus what you have mm-hmm. would be different, but we potentially could have the same emotion that came from it.
1: 100%. Okay. Right. And to the body, the emotional experience is exactly the same, mm-hmm. even if what has created that or um, uh, evoked that emotion was a different stimulus.
0: Absolutely. I 100% agree with you, but I do want to go back to something Mm -hmm. that when I first met you, Mm -hmm. I asked you, I said, you know, and I, and again, I've interviewed now over a hundred people and heard their, their relaunch Mm -hmm. stories and their journeys. And I always, um, I always, you know, have to ask, are there silver linings when you think about what you've been through?
1: I wouldn't let someone take my story away from me if they could. Mm-hmm. And uh, this really, this question gets into the crux of what I believe um, we're all here to do to in our own ways. But it brings us into the conversation of purpose, right, for me at least. And, um, you know, as we spoke, something that I love to teach is that, you know, purpose... Uh, it's not a destination, right? It's an emotional state to feel purposeful is what we're seeking, right? Purpose is not something that we can go and like book on travelzoo.com or wherever. Please everyone, something.
0: hear what he's saying. <laughs> this is like purpose is an emotional state at everyone thinks that, you know, purpose, a noun, boom, let's figure it out. Mm. I need to figure out what my purpose is. And then, you know, I've, I've reached the, the, the greatness of life because I know mm. my purpose, right? Books mm. and books and thousands of books have been written on this,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it's this emotional state.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not an end point. Mm.
1: It's mm. Like joy. It's like happiness. It's like mm. anger. It's like depression, right? These are emotional states, right? That we can, um, They they create the rhythm of our life, right? So if we look at purpose, not as a destination, meaning not something that can be found rather, but if it can't be found and yet we all, I say we all speaking generously for any of the listeners that we all agree we have individually, right? The ability to create um, purpose in our lives. It's that creation. Right. We can create and connect with not find. Right. So to, in that order to create so
0: true, mm-hmm. I mean, you have to connect to nicely done pulling this all back to, you know, full circle here.
1: <laughs> I can bring us back on occasions. You're good. I, I may let I like us go like way out. Doing.
0: I like how we're doing that right now, Matthew. We're bringing yeah. it back.
1: <laughs> I may take us way left, but I promise we'll come back around. Um, so <laughs> the, uh, but to make this make sense, right. So to connect with purpose, well, how do we do it? Right. If it's something that we all can do yet, so few of us feel like we're living our lives in a way that feels like those purpose or deeper meaning, right. It's, uh, this is first my belief and to my understanding and how uh, to, to create this, uh, you know, emotional state. So first it's to understand that purpose is not found inside of our passions. Right, passions—they're simply—it's the shit we like to do, right? That is, it creates inspiration and motivation and excitement and joy and fun—all these amazing things. It's one hundred percent a part of it, but that is not where we find. I use quotations it's, for any word is find, right? Our purpose, because you hear a lot of times, like, "Oh, if I love what I do, then that—that's purpose." That means I'm, but yet you can see a lot of people that have become insanely successful you know, by anyone's definition, um, at the things they love to do. And yet, we'll say, you know, and share openly some of them, many of them now, uh, that there's, there's such a void, it's like a false summit. Right? We got we reached the peak. And yet, there's no fulfillment. we're more unfulfilled, right? Right. At least that's what we we feel in that moment. So if pursuing our passions, even to the highest level, going back to success versus struggle, right? So pursuing our passion to the highest level, if that's not it, well, then what is it? Well, again, if it's not success, it's struggle. So purpose, it's found inside of our pain, our deepest struggles right? Individually. And to make this make more sense, right? If we look at purpose and we boil it down to its root, really to experience purpose or to feel purposeful, it's to be of service or to be of value greater than self, right? When I'm doing something that is uh, for others, for the greater good of others, that gives me a deep sense of purpose and fulfillment, right? So if we are here to be of value to others, where better to extract wisdom than the things that we have struggled through ourselves. Right? If
0: Absolutely.
1: If I have been through something that now on the other side of it, I can provide some perspective. That will allow at least one other person to see that there is hope. There's, uh, there's a chance, there's an opportunity or a way that I love to describe it. There's an example, right? So human beings, we seek example, not permission. And the
0: stories, the stories mm-hmm. are what connect us. Right. So you illuminate through your journey. Mm -hmm. and your story and your, and your struggles.
1: Right. And in the story, you see the example, Mm -hmm. right? For instance, it's as if as a parent, someone, you know, you tell your child, you can go become anything you want. And you tell them that you give them permission or you show them how to become anything they want, because you yourself are in the act of, in the process of becoming someone that you are proud of right? That's the, the power of example versus permission. A lot of everyone tells us we can go be whatever we want, but so few are showing us how to actually create that life because in order to create something that doesn't exist, it's going to require us to face the things that we're most afraid of, such as our insecurities, our doubts, our limiting you know beliefs that I'm not good enough, i.e. the shame, the guilt, the anger, you know these things that we were hardwired to avoid at all costs for your acceptance or an approval, right? These are the very places where we must find safety in going, you know, a little bit at a time to be able to extract the wisdom from those struggles. Right.
0: Right. And so when I say about the silver linings of Mm -hmm. your life Mm -hmm. and your journey, all the way to when you're holding the gun Mm -hmm. in your hand And you say, and you did when we first Mm -hmm. met and you said, yeah, I wouldn't change anything. It's Mm -hmm. your journey. It's your process, but it's also what I'm hearing. It's also your ability now to connect at that raw level with people that potentially are going through it and share your struggles, Mm -hmm. share your process through it to hope, hopefully illuminate a path that maybe they hadn't thought of. it's it's so just, there's such strength there. And, you know, when you talk about purpose and having that emotional state, then it really makes sense how you feel about something as horrific Mm -hmm. as what you went through.
1: Mm -hmm. I, Mm -hmm. I truly am a believer that life is always happening for us, not to us. Right, And to help people uh, create, uh, to create a little more clarity in, in how we connect and create more purpose, you know, uh, the equation quite literally is, is it's pain plus passion times safety equals purpose. All right. I'll say that again. So it's pain plus passion times purpose equals, or I'm sorry, times safety equals purpose. So what I mean by this pain, it's being able to look at your life, no matter who you are, what you've been through, right? And be able to extract the wisdom from your deepest struggles, right? And we add that to passion, again, the things that we enjoy doing or that we feel led to do more of, right? Because there's a lot of us out there that are like, well, I don't know my passion. I don't even know what I'm passionate about, right? And that may be true in this moment, but there is something that has had your attention for a very long time that maybe you've not uh, allowed yourself to uh, practice enough of yet or lean into far enough yet to really establish that passion for it because it's still unknown to you, right? It's still terrifying because might, you know, all the things come up. So mm-hmm. even if you're someone that is like, well, I don't even know what my passion is, then uh, understand that passion is just synonymous with like, what are the things you like to do right now right and pursue continue to pursue those further but the important thing is understanding that your passion is nothing more than the vehicle that you get to deliver the wisdom to the world right this is why some people can become extremely successful at their passion and feel void well it's because they left behind the very thing that they were supposed to take with them which was the wisdom from their struggles
0: The relaunch. This is so good,
1: right? This is the relaunch. This is it. This is the moment, right? When we're able to uh, recognize that it's everything that you have ever been through, specifically the struggles, the difficulties, the, the victimization, the challenges, whatever it was for you. It's everything that you've ever been through that you feel disqualifies you It's those very things that are what make you highly qualified to be able to create the life you deserve. When I say deserve, synonymous with desire. So the life you desire.
0: Very, very good. And this is going to lead us now because we can continue to talk like we did last time. Uh This is now going to lead because I have to do this. It leads me to the rapid fire questions.
1: Oh, we're going there.
0: <laughs> and yes, and given that we have gone so deep, mm-hmm. I'm 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 going to throw something out there. Okay. All right. So the world is opening up right now. It is. What are you most excited to go do?
1: Interesting. Um very first thing that comes up ma- mountain biking.
0: Mountain biking. Okay. Mm-hmm
1: which by the way, is not something I currently do.
0: Okay, I was gonna say, can't you do that even with?
1: Well, yeah, <laughs> you can. But it says, so pandemic. Like
0: maybe a, a vacation, but you're like mountain bike. I'm like, uh, I think you could do that, all right, but, but all good, all mountain good. Big. All right, and what is your favorite, favorite
1: meal? Meal, oh man, um, so it's pizza. But specifically, Love so I grew up in rural Indiana, right? And we have a small chain in, uh, in Indiana called Pizza King, right? So this is what I grew up on. I can literally recite the phone number because I ordered it so much as a kid. <laughs> uh, but it's barbecue, uh, mushroom, and pepperoni from Pizza King.
0: Oh, so good. All right. And if there is a song that would describe your life right now? Like your theme song, what would it be?
1: Oh my gosh. Um, Small town boy, Dustin Lynch.
0: Excellent. 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 And if someone were to get cast as you in kind of your show, and by the way, for those that want to see how darling Matthew is, you have to go (laughs) for YouTube. Honestly, he should play himself but i'm not going to allow him (laughs) to play himself somebody has to play him
1: nor would would a director or producer so it's fine
0: (laughs) who would you cast to play you
1: who would i cast can i say who i would love to see (laughs) uh ryan gosling
0: oh that would be a perfect one but
1: that's just because i know people would come and see it right like who wouldn't So it's, it's, it's like, a, Ryan's like a cheat code. I've never met him. I don't know him, but he's like a cheat code.
0: <laughs> All right. And the title, and you know, I come up with these on the spot. So the title of your life in a book.
1: First word that came to mind was found.
0: Oh, that's so good. And that is a perfect place to wrap it up. Where can people find out about all of the amazing things that you're doing?
1: Hmm. Um, <laughs> call my mother. <laughs> She'll tell you everything. <laughs> uh, no. So, uh, Instagram is literally, I don't live on social media. Uh, but if you were to get, you know, to get me directly, it would, I would find you, you'd find me on Instagram. So am okay. at Matthew Pates.
0: Okay, at Matthew Pates. All yep. right. And I also want to just, can you, can you share a little bit about what exactly are you working on right now?
1: Oh, so this is something I'm actually extremely excited about. Uh, so I'm in the process of launching a subscription model called The Community. Uh, and Doesn't like- the
0: name resonate, everyone? Right. You're getting and- it, right?
1: <laughs> uh, it's called The Community because that's, uh, that's how we heal. Right? It's through community. Uh, And my intention there is to not just be a resource for others, but to uh, provide resources by way of other experts, much like you're doing in your space. Um, Because I don't believe that personal development or healing is a one size fits all, right? But rather, we will all gravitate towards something different for various reasons. So I don't believe that my work is is the end all be all. I don't believe it's the one and only way, but rather I think we learn through one another. Um, And it's my intention to offer many experiences through other experts and other individuals who are willing to share their story uh, on a platform so that people can begin to see themselves in others around them, right? So begin to connect versus impress. Um, And then together with resources, we get to create. So the community subscription model and the thing that I'm, if you know me at all, you probably, you're probably sick of hearing me talk about this piece, which is, uh, it all starts with a quiz that I've created to, uh, you know, help people identify their path to purpose, right? So it's a broader term uh, with intention, but it's to help to identify a path to purpose. uh, And you can find that in the link on my Instagram bio.
0: Mm, So great. And we'll also have all of this at the relaunchco.com under podcast and the notes from today. Matthew, it yes. really has been a pleasure. Thank I have you. so thoroughly enjoyed getting to know you over the last month. And I am just, I know that already you've helped so many but you being vulnerable vulnerable enough as a man mm-hmm. to be able to share what you're sharing, to be able to impact as many as you have and will, I mean, the gratitude already that's going out to you is huge. Just keep doing what you're doing.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And again, I appreciate the courage and the... the the motivation and all the things to create the platform that you have, because there's no getting here without facing our stuff, right? Daily (laughs) minute by minute, most days. Um, and I also want to take a moment to also celebrate your, uh, relaunch and growth and breakthrough, as you shared with me before the, the beginning of this. So,
0: um,
1: it's a pleasure to be a witness.
0: Thank you. You take care.
1: Thank you. You as well.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch. If I said something today that resonated with you, will you please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review and share this episode with others and help them find the silver linings as well. And don't forget, you can have immediate access to the show notes, any giveaways, and the links to those amazing beauty products at the backslash podcast. Until next time, there's always a silver lining. And now is the time to hit the reset button to relaunch those transitions into transformations.